is episode 260 of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, what's going on? It was um, a long night. Yes, this is the uh, second half of a double header of sorts for us, folks. <laughs> we were, uh, you know, usually we start the um, wrestling POV shows at 10 o'clock on Friday. Well, we were we were a bit delayed because of Clay's high school reunion, and and you know how much I like Clay. I no, I'm not dissing Clay at all, but it was just like, in all honesty, I was concerned that I was gonna have to jump off because, you know, I, you know, I had to get up at seven thirty, and I, I still did, but it was just like I was I was kind of dragging ass for a long time, and I. Came home and I took a nap before di- before I came on here. Now I have a question: Did you ever go to any of your high school unions? Uh, hell no! You couldn't pay me a billion dollars to go to any of that shit. Right, the last one I had was in twenty thirteen. It was like twenty. No, so it was yeah, it was a thirty year reunion 2013, 2014. and. I was invited to it. I'm like, why would I want to go see people that I didn't even talk to when I was actually going to school? Yeah. I had, uh, you know, we're not going to get into it deep, but, uh, yeah. you know, I had horrible experiences in high school. Yep. Um, you know, so it was just... Uh, actually, this it wasn't high school. Sorry, this was uh, regular elementary school. But still, I didn't talk to these people when I was actually going to school. Why would I want to talk to them 30 years later? I've never heard of an elementary school reunion. What the fuck is that? Oh yeah, it was uh like I didn't even I, I didn't even know they existed. I knew about high school reunions, but I, <laughs> I didn't know they had one for uh, for elementary school. Jesus Christ! I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not going all the way back to my um hometown for that. Oh. No, I'm not. Like I, no. like I like you said, I talked to half of these people when I was actually going to school. Why would I want to see them thirty years later? Exactly, and so besides, you know, my I, I probably have a better life than most of them with a, with what we do. Yeah, you know, we probably our life is probably more fun than theirs. Well, yeah, and because we're on this podcast is really growing like gangbusters, and um, you know, wrestling POV is obviously massively successful because you guys are the shit. No, um, sorry, you sent me a message earlier. That we are now on Podbean. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I was uh, doing research last night, and um, for this week, uh, as you can see in the message there, Podbean accounts for um, twenty percent of our viewership over the last seven days. Um, and so, much like you, I had no idea that we were on Podbean because on most episodes, you know, before we sign off, you know, I go down the list of all the, you know, platforms that we're supposedly on. And um, and so, I, lo- I looked it up to confirm it, and they're not all there yet, so I'm assuming we were recently added because I've never seen Podbean pop up in the analytics before. And then, so and I had forgotten about it. So, so go on. So I assume we were just added because so far they have a hundred episodes of the catalog, like the the hundred most recent ones. Well, and I'm just uh, looking at it, and I'm signed in to the account. 
I I don't even remember setting this one up because like the picture is uh the profile picture is uh my cat so I don't even remember no. doing does this. It, does it have any like analytics on it or <laughs> analytics? I'd have to look around, but um. It, this is interesting, and you can actually uh, li do go do live stream on uh, Podbean. Cool. We'll have to try that one time. We should. We should do like just like some random. See. Logical. Oh wow. What? I'm even looking like they have like a little pull down bar. Let me show you real quick. For for fans for listeners, uh, you can't see it because. We're not a video podcast, but I'm showing my co-host the menu bar on Podbean. Do you see where it says live? Yeah. See how it's red and the bars are moving up and down? Yeah. So I think because uh, we're live right now. Oh, well, that's interesting. Hello. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, I'm, I'm you know. I mean, it's pretty cool if that's the case. It's pretty cool. Um, you, you know, but it, I, 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 I'm going to keep this page open because I'm curious to see what happens when, but, when, when we, uh, end the show. Yeah, because I, I, um, because I don't have access to that information, I would be very interested to see if you have, um, any, uh, analytics on there because one of the things that frustrates me about, um, you know, our analytical, uh, measurements um is that like they're they're incomplete so like i know the measurements for anchor but it's hard to measure the stuff for the other ones like for instance we're get we're really gaining steam on um apple podcasts and i've looked it up several times and i can't figure out how to um you know how to figure out the analytics on apple podcasts Right. You know, uh, without without signing in and creating all these accounts and stuff, you know, but that, I don't think that would help us now because, you know, the analytics for us are already there. You know, if, you know, if um, Apple Podcasts is constantly popping up in our, uh, you know, analytics for, from week to week. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, now that LAO and I are through talking shop, at least for the moment. Um, sorry, <laughs> we uh, we didn't mean to bore you guys there. We just got a little uh, side. Oh, this is called behind the scenes for for the listeners. Yes, ex exactly, and it, you sure, know, it, it's it's uh, they get the insight into uh, how things work with the podcast. Yes, it's not just a matter of throwing on headphones and. Hitting record and talking shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, the... okay. I I forgot I did this because I'm looking at the date that this account was created, December seventeenth, twenty nineteen. So it must have been around the time of the stupid that stupid pandemic crap that was going on. Uh, yeah. Well, we don't need to get into that again. No, I'm saying I I just looked at the date, so it must have been around that time that I created this. Cool. Um, well, uh, you know, certainly some stuff to look into when it, you know, if it helps the 
the podcast grow I'm all the way down for that. So uh, yay for us. Yay. Um, okay. Okay. I, all right. You know what? In the next segment, I'm going to tell you where I got that EA hooray. Yes, I, I, that's like my favorite. I, I think now look will always be my favorite. You know, that just has a special place in my heart. But, um, but, you know, the yay, hooray. Yay, hooray. Just the way you say it is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> because, because seriously guys I'll be sitting there watching Monday Night Raw with my head in my head because I can't believe the shit that I'm that I have to watch um, in order to cover it for you guys and all of a sudden I'll hear Elio's voice going <laughs> yay hooray in my head start laughing my ass off um, alright so let's get into the start the show Absolutely, and um, so let's get into this weekend wrestling. Um, what do you want to do? So I we're gonna do the slide on the air. Which one do you want to take? I will do. Uh, I will do raw and dynamite. All right, so let's get into Monday Night Raw. Then, what do you have for us? So, um, high point wise, I had um. Well, I almost gave it to Ricochet and The Miz, but I just, you know, I can't. I'm glad they have Ricochet. I'm, or I'm glad they had Ricochet win, but I just, I'm not sure what they're doing with The Miz. I don't know if he's just, um, you know, there to take pinfalls now or what the fuck, because, um, you know, he was WWE champion, and then since then he just hasn't done anything. Maybe, so just, maybe he's become Shinsuke Nakamura. Because uh, weren't, weren't they doing that with Shinsuke uh, not long ago where he was the one that was putting town over? Yeah, that, um, that, you know what, that's a very, that's a very good uh, comparison. That That's a, that's awesome, actually. That's exactly what it feels like. But speaking of uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, that was my first um, legitimate high point was the match he had with Bronson Reed. Um, I love the fact that Shinsuke Nakamura is being presented seriously, like as a serious wrestler. And, um, you know, while I don't see him as um, a legitimate possible winner for Money in the Bank, right. um, the fact that he's going to be in it um, excites me. So I am looking forward to that. Uh, the next high point I had was Judgment Day versus Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Now let me clarify, folks. When I when I say a high point for that, I'm talking about the match itself. Now let's back up for a second because Seth Rollins opened the show because, as we know, um, on uh, at Night of Champions he was crowned the first ever. Uh, WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. So he was um, he was out there talking about that, and then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, what could only be the brainchild of Vince McMahon because that's how little sense it made. So it makes perfect sense that it would come from Vince. In other words, here comes AJ Styles to 
congratulate Seth Rollins. No, it wasn't AJ Styles. It was a heel AJ Styles. Well, at, at, yes, at first it was, but then they shook hands and, you know, it went to the wow, tag wow. team match and e- stuff e- like even, that. Even, even heels and faces shake hands, though. So I, 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 I'm saying, I think it was just, it was really weird. But, like, that you, to bring him out as a heel. Yeah, and, and it was just, like, really random and out of place. Now, we, now, Elio, we've talked about how, you know, since the draft took place, it's just proven to be completely useless. I don't yep. think it. I don't think it's necessary to go on a rant about that again and how nonsensical it is given the fact that, you know, there's, there is no separation whatsoever between the rosters of Raw and SmackDown. There just isn't. And that, that is the entire purpose of a draft, at least to my knowledge, because that was the, that was what they did with the very first one back in 2002. Uh Um, yeah, we are that old, folks. Don't remind us. Um, but uh, um, but it just, you know, why did they even have a draft if this is what they're gonna do? Cause let's let's think about this, folks. Um, they spent six hours of TV time having a draft, and if this was the result, what was the purpose of that? You know, because. And I'll take it one step further, you know. On one hand, I was really excited about, um, you know, the World Heavyweight Championship being introduced because, you know, finally Raw was going to have a consistent champion and, um, you know, a champion would actually appear on the show rather than, you know, Roman just hijacking two belts. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and we'll get more into it more into that on the SmackDown side of things um, a little bit later on. But it, but it's just, um, if the entire explanation for this tournament for the World Heavyweight Championship, for the World Heavyweight Championship was that, um, was that this championship was going to be exclusive to Raw. They said that on numerous occasions, and I know I've gone on this rant before, but it bears repeating for this purpose. Um, and then the first thing they did was put SmackDown superstars in the in the tournament for a, a Raw championship. And I'm looking at the screen and I'm pulling my fucking hair out. It, because it, it just seems like every time WWE does something right, it's like they contradict themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's... It drives me fucking nuts. Um, but, um, but, and so, so my point for bringing that up with this AJ Styles and Seth Rollins thing was, yes, the match, the match was very good, and that's why I gave it a high point, but it's just like, what the fuck is AJ Styles doing on Raw? <laughs> just like, you know, what the fuck was Paul Heyman doing, doing on Raw? several weeks ago with a visitor's pass on the microphone. Visitor's pass. This is what we're doing now. We're going to give up visitor's pass. Ben, I'm going to give you a visitor's pass to come back to wrestling POV. 
Even though you're exclusive to the Pizza Progression Podcast. <laughs> yes, well, I, I think... You I'm, see how ridiculous it is? So, like, if that way, if there was, like, a brand split, like, yeah, I'm going to give you a visitor's pass. That's a, that's a perfect way of putting it, you know, because I was... I have been, uh, you know, added to the lineup of, of POV as of... You know, as of last month, on a very uh, consistent basis, um, and um, you know, I I had done my first show with you guys in uh, February of 2022, but up until about a month ago, I was the utility guy. Like, so when someone was out, you guys would call me, um, and now I'm just on the show. And, and but 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 Elio's point with the draft and and how it would work in podcast terms between PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast and Wrestling POV. By the way, we did do, in case you haven't seen it yet, uh, we did do a um, joint show with uh, Tony Diaz, the host of Wrestling POV, um, reacting to um, uh, Double, Double or Nothing and NXT Battleground. So if you haven't seen that yet, um, go uh feel free to go on and check that out that was that was that was good stuff and very fun conversation uh it's very um it's very refreshing to to know that i'm not the only one whose head explodes while they're watching wrestling because all i want is simple logic it was good shit pal a lot better than the decisions i make you know well (laughs) Well, I, I I think my, my I think my twelve year old nephew could fuck a better show than you, Vince. So I'm I'm pretty positive. I'd, I'd even I'd even be willing to put the pen in the hand of my his five year old sister. Okay, over over you, Vince. Like I completely agree. <laughs> you know, it, it it baffles me, folks, because. You know, this guy used to be a creative genius. You know, like we love the WWE, and then and then everything just went to shit. And and it, you know, you you expect us not to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, but anywho, moving on to um, you know, more, I think that's all I had in terms of uh raw high points. Um, okay. Low points was um was equally as easy. The 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 tag team match with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Okay. Oh my god, holy shit. <laughs> Make it stop. You know, and, and the thing the thing is and I really want to get your um your take on this. Uh in this four way tag match. I don't remember Shotzi being this shaky in the ring before. But ever since she got called up to the main roster, I feel like something is missing with Shotzi Blackheart. I don't I don't know what it is. But yeah, this um this um match was a, an obvious low point. Oh my god. Okay. Um can you tell I was displeased? <laughs> I didn't want to leave any mystery look, there. Look at the excitement on your face talking about just talking about the match. Uh, I know. And then 
Who could possibly care about Indusher versus a bunch of fucking jobbers? Well, no, not, not necessarily. Remember, one of them is uh, was Javier Bernal, but yeah, still, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know, I get what you're saying, though. Did they even say that it was Javier Bernal? They didn't make, didn't announce any, uh, any either one of them. So in other words, he doesn't mean shit. Much make him feel good about his position with the company. <laughs> no love for big body hobbies. Uh, well, no, and I, quite frankly, I'm not a. Quite frankly, I'm not a fan of big body. Neither am I. Even from the first time I saw my name, see the up, he was on the first episode. Right. So that's all for my highs and lows for Monday Night Raw. Elio, what did you have? Oh, yeah, I can get this done before you go into commercial. So, high points, I did have Mr. Mercury. I had Alpha Academy Imperium, and I had Seth Rollins and AJ versus Judgment Day. Low points, I had Indusher versus Javier Bernal and Kevin Ventura Quartz. Um, The Trish Stratus promo was a low point. And, oh my god, um, did I forget to mention that? I'm so yeah. sorry. Folks, let me, let, me, sorry. let me revisit this because I made a mistake. Okay, now, now, you know, we all love Trish Stratus, but yep. somebody has to explain to me why, one, why she's on there full time now, and two, I don't remember her being this bad of a heel back in 2006 when she was doing the shit with Christian. Maybe it's because maybe it's because she didn't cut that many promos. I don't know. But this this run uh, with Trish, the promos are fucking. Was that in 2006 painful. when she did that with Christian? Yeah, I'm almost. Uh, it was either 2005 or 2006. It might have been 2005. Because I, I remember it was WrestleMania 21 uh, okay. where, right. where where they did the, um, you know, the makeout session in front of um, okay. in right. front of Chris Jericho. And that was 2005. Okay. No, I mean, but, I'm just saying it just seems like it was so, just seems like so long ago. But yeah, I remember like it wasn't the that wasn't bad as uh she wasn't as bad a heel as like this version. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's that's all I had, but I have to deeply apologize uh, to both my co-host and the audience at large for forgetting to mention that as a low point. That was an oversight on my part. Perhaps I was trying to forget about it. <laughs> and my last uh, low point is Dolph Ziggler JD McDonough because this is JD McDonough's debut and this is what you give us. Th- thank you. I- Logic, folks. Right. As spoken by Elio Canella. I love it. And, All right. um we, we need a moment to digest the logic of WWE main roster bullshit. It'll just be a second for you, but four minutes for us. We'll be right back after this commercial break. All right, we're back. And um, prior to going on the air, I was uh, telling my co-hosts a story. Yes, and, and before we get into the NXT review with Elio, he's going to regale you as to how... He he got the the new catchphrase he uses of I can't do it like he does. Do it again. Yay! Hooray! 
Yes, and um, and for uh, for a long time wrestling fans, you'll remember this. Go ahead, Elliot. So I think it was uh, I. It had to have been the night after uh, a pay per view. Uh, Raw was in Toronto, and so the rock came out to kind of promo and he that the way he usually starts it finally the rocks come back to Tehran 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 is mouth at all you candy asses and the crowd started chanting like Toronto right you can yeah. like with the rock and stuff so it's like so the rock's like oh wait are you kidding the rock right now are you kidding the rock Yay! Hooray! He's the Toronto! That's where we live! Exactly. <laughs> That's where I got that from. And, and it's extra funny because uh, Elio, Elio lives in Ontario, so <laughs> that makes it an extra layer of funny. I'm like, you know, you're fun. You know, Rocky Johnson was Canadian, so that means you have. Canadian and playing in the CFL rock. Exactly, right? <laughs> that would have been a good comeback. <laughs> but that was, so that's where I got that from. Oh man, that's classic. <laughs> All right, so. Well, what's, what's not classic, folks? NXT television on a weekly basis, and thank God I don't have to regale you with my own review because Elio's going to take that bullet for me. Elio, what you got for high points? So for high points, um, although I'm not liked to this feud, this is like the best match I've seen from these two: Gigi Dolan, J.C. Chain, and the Steel Cage. Because uh, their their whole feud has been terrible, but this was the best that uh, I've seen from them. And I'm glad it's uh, finally over. I hope it's over. Well, it has to be, right? Yeah. I'm, and then, surpri- uh, I'm surprised it didn't take place at the uh, pay-per-view. But, you know, if this is the end of the feud, then I'm all for that. Because I'll tell you what, their promos and stuff were, were just brutal. You know, they might have had chemistry together when they were in Toxic Attraction. But they don't. They didn't have chemistry as opponents. And my other high point is Carmelo Hayes versus Noam Dar. Absolutely. Even even though um, you know, I'll I'll be the first to admit to you. I and and you know, luckily you guys didn't understand it on um POV either, so I didn't have to feel completely stupid. But I don't understand this this group that Noam Dar has formed with uh, Lash Legend and Zakari Jackson. And Oral Mensa. Exactly. I don't get it. Like, it's just weird. Now, low points, and I've got a few. Um, the Carmelo Hayes' promo because of yeah. Trick. Exactly. The Trick. Parrot, Trick the Parrot. Yeah, it's like, you know, Yago has nothing on Trick Williams. Right. It's just, it's like, holy shit. And, uh, of course, another low point, the reveal of the attacker, which was turned out to be Blair Devonport, which that's still a mystery to me. Yeah, that's, that's a little, uh, you know, I, I don't get me wrong. I like, you know, Blair Davenport, also known as uh, Bea Priestley when she was in AEW. Um, but it, but it just like that was the epitome of 
of a fart in church in terms of that reaction. And of course, another one is Cord Jade versus Ivy Nile. I'm done with Cord Jade. I just don't like the character. Well, as as a heel, it just doesn't work. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. That's what I'm now, saying. Now that she's not feuding with Roxanne Perez, her as a as a heel doesn't work. Yep. I it, it was doable when when she was doing it with uh, Roxanne Perez because they had history. Even though like the execution of the heel turn was questionable because they had spent a year previous trying to find the right tag team partner for her to win the belts with, and mm-hmm. it, they finally won the belts, and then like the next week or a few weeks later, I forget which one it was, but very shortly thereafter, um, uh, she had turned on Roxanne Perez, which was which was had me scratching my head. But then again, again, most of the creative uh, decisions in in this NXT that is not NXT Black and Gold have me scratching my head on a weekly basis. And this one hurt me to do, but I put a Tiffany Stratton celebration in in my SML point because I can tell in her voice that she was nervous on the mic. Absolutely. And... um, you know, so I'm I'm willing to chalk that up to her being nervous because everything else that she's done, um, I've enjoyed, and I'm I'm very excited to see what she can do now that she has the, the championship. Um, I think this was a long time coming for her in terms of the championship victory. Um, so I'm excited for it overall, and I'm I'm willing to give her a pass based on the good faith that she's built up with me with her work. So now we're gonna. Um, that's all I have. Uh, do you have anything to add? Uh, no. I I had the well. I do have one to add. Um, but but largely I I agreed with all your high points, low points. The only one that I would add was Joe Coffee and um and, and uh, Stacks. Yeah, it's just I didn't. Oh, okay, I'm confused. So I I, I almost said two times. That's why I paused. But, but I, I, I'm, I I'm, I'm I'm confused. Is are Stacks and Tony D'Angelo faces? I'm I'm lost. I I I don't know because you know what. Fill me in because you know, as I've admitted to to the fans uh, numerous times, I don't I don't watch um, NXT now uh, on a weekly basis. So I understand that they you know threw threw a like threw a body into the you know into the river apparently, and someone was like sleeping with the fishes. And that's why he was getting interrogated for for attempted murder. On uh, like, uh, I want I think they're playing up uh, this storyline like from a few weeks back where someone uh, uh called uh, Tony D'Angelo a serial killer. Yeah, and, and how's that gonna play on WWE TV <laughs> and the PG <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> like what? I'm like if that person's serious, I'm like no, he's like <laughs> he, he, I'm sure you're not serious that because they oh, they wouldn't even they, I don't think they'd do that. It wouldn't work today. Exactly. <laughs> but um. That's some, all I have. Uh, some kind of parenting group would have a significant problem right. with that. 
I don't yeah. want my kid watching WB television because they promote serial killers. Shut <laughs> up. The fucking pieces of shit. They're almost just as bad as the fanboys that you deal with. Oh my on, god. Online nowadays. Yeah, like that one that told me to pick a side and don't watch. Shut up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's all we had for NXT, folks. And I will take you into the review of Dynamite. Well, well before you go move on to Dynamite, I have to ask you because I have two points to bring up for Dynamite. First of all, did you see the screenshots for the video game. Yeah, there, and it looks horrible. Oh my god! And now apparently you can uh, fight on skateboards. I, I I saw that clip, and for Darby Allen, I guess that's fun. But um, you know, I want to know if they have a story mode or or what or what is it? Because you know what, I'm gonna look um, that. I'm gonna look that up. Uh, but um. <laughs> I no, I think it's a stupid feature. Like for Darby Allen, it makes sense, but if it's like for every character, that's just stupid. Why? Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense that it would be for every character. And my, and my next point is AEW Rampage because what are they doing? Because I'm looking at the ratings, and they drew a point eleven. Well, that's terrible. But to be honest, to be honest with you, Professor. Um, I, I can't really, um, I can't really comment on, on Dynamo, or, uh, Rampage, because I can't remember the last time I watched it. No, Bunch, I don't watch Rampage, but I'm just, like, reading the spoilers. Why are we defending other companies' championships on AEW television? Like, well, uh, on last night's episode, they had the AAA championship and the New Japan Strong Championship defended. Well, the the only um, the only plausible explanation that I can come up with in terms, at least in terms of the NJPW stuff, is uh, maybe they're gonna use that to start building um, to start building the Forbidden Door two paper. Or, or I think we already have Forbidden Door two, but the next Forbidden Door um, pay per view, which. They they better get on get on the stick in terms of promoting and, and right. building that pay per view because they're I believe I could be wrong, but I believe that the pay per view takes place on the twenty sixth. Yes, of, it does. Of June, if I'm not mistaken, and nope. uh, TikTok Tony TikTok. No, <laughs> um, no, no, Ben. Um, I pulled up information on uh, the Fight Forever video game. Oh. Uh, let me hear this. So this is just off of their Wikipedia page, because that's the because I have that up in front of me. Okay. Okay. Here, okay. Here's the gameplay. Fight Forever features arcade-style gameplay with nine match types in the launch version: singles match, tag team match, ladder match, casino battle royal, and exploding barbed wire death match. Uh oh yeah, because that was so successful when they put it on the. <laughs> <laughs> the game also features <laughs> online play and intergender wrestling. Yeah, well, it, it, I don't like and the fact that they put intergender wrestling on there. I just don't like that. The first Ukes game since WWE SmackDown vs. Raw 2009 to do so, which I had that one for the Nintendo DS. 
Yeah. And I, I played that game. I pl- I pretty much played all of the uh, SmackDown versus Raw. So the game features a full creation suite, including wrestlers, entrances, and arenas. A career mode will allow players to take their own created wrestler through the AEW schedule. Fight Forever will also feature a variety of mini games. During November 10, 2020, at the AEW Games 1.0 special event, Kenny Omega confirmed that the game would be a spiritual successor to games like WWF No Mercy and Virtual Pro Wrestling, with gameplay in the style and veins as the AKI engine that ran those games. Okay. Well, I you know, so so to, so to answer your question, there there will be a career mode. Okay. Well, I'm willing to give it a chance, and I I understand that you know this is this is just the uh, you know the initial drop version, but um, yeah, but now they have a they have an elite edition. <laughs> you know who gives a fuck? Honestly, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, and I have had my issues with um, with with the young bucks and the elite. But can anybody, like, logically, and I would love someone to drop a comment on our Facebook page, or you can do it on, on the, uh, on the um, what used to be the Anchor page now, because they have, like, they have a little comment section beside each episode. So on, on this episode, if, if anybody wants to comment... Um, I I invite you to do so because I am legitimately curious as to does does anybody really care about the young bucks and taking them seriously at this point because of the exploding shoe spot that they did at Double or Nothing? That was weird. I don't even know what you happened know, like, there. Like, like I, the. The other one with the with the thumbtacks in the foot. I mean, one that had to hurt like a bitch. Was it thumbtacks in the mouth as well? Thumbtacks in the mouth and thumbtacks through the bare oh, foot. Yeah. So it was both. Okay. Yeah. Um, which I hope to God that those thumbtacks are red because if they're not, which I can't imagine why they wouldn't be, but if they're not, like that is so dangerous to do. Um. You know, especially in the mouth. Like, holy fuck. But, I, I mean, there's no way in hell that I can take an exploding boot seriously. I mean, I, I felt like we were back in Wrestling Society X, for fuck's sake. Oh it, it was ridiculous. What's going on? <laughs> Jesus. So, Ben, are you, are you, are you going to try this uh, video game when it launches on June 29th? Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to give it a shot. You know, I'm willing to give any wrestling video game a shot, but, you know, am I, am I hopeful based on first impressions? Not really. So we want, we want a full report on uh, your thoughts on the game. Yeah, well, once, once I get my mitts on it, I'll be happy to do so. All right, so what do you have for Dynamite? So, high points, I had Blackpool Combat Club versus Lucia Bros and Bandito. Uh-huh. Um, I also would give it to, um, hold on, let me just see. 
I would also give it to the Gates of Agony versus Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy. However, the fact that Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy came out victorious against the Gates of Agony with how dominant uh, the Gates of Agony were and from the get-go and just from a visual perspective. Well, I was just going to say, why, why would you give that a high point? Now, Orange Cassidy should not be beating any guys the size of the Gates of Agony. No, but the, but that part of that part of it by itself is a low point. That's what I was yeah. getting oh, to. Okay. Like I didn't mind the actual match itself. No, but I, like, I love the, watching I love watching Darby on that orange Cassidy get beaten down. Yeah, it it warms the heart, quite frankly. <laughs> although although I do I explained this also recently. Um you know, I do I do have a softer spot for Darby Allen because he's a fellow pug father. So I can't hate on him too much. Um, but yeah, the, the, the gates of agony losing in the, in the way that they did was just ridiculous. Um, the other low point was uh, Chris Statlander versus Nyla Rose. Why? Specifically, why would you do that to Chris Statlander? After such a nice moment at double or nothing, um, and I would also, um, so that was it for uh, for low points. But another another high point that I would give is actually to the main event um, for uh, Chris Jericho and Soraya versus Britt Baker and Adam Cole. Um, you know, Elio, I'm probably echoing a lot of people who saw this match and the double or nothing match, but be that as it may, it still bears me asking you the question. Why wasn't this the main event of double, or why wasn't this the match at double or nothing rather than the street fight between Chris Jericho and Adam Cole, or I'm sorry, the unsanctioned match between Chris Jericho and Adam Cole? Featuring Sabu. I mean, this match was so much better. This, it, um, you, you mean know, Sabu, who has nothing to do with either Jericho or Adam Cole outside of having one match against Jericho? Yeah, it, I mean, to me, I would, I would have gladly taken this mixed tag match on the pay per view by leaps yeah. and bounds over what we saw. And I really hate. Okay. It, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking there. But is that all you got? Yes, sir. So for me, the high points gave to Lucha Brothers Bandito versus Blackpool Combat Club. Low points. Why are we calling this group Bullet Club Gold? I don't get it. Bullet Club is Bullet Club is Bullet Club. That's it. Why? What's Bullet Club Gold? What are we doing? NWO Hollywood and NWO Fact. Is that um, what we're doing here with the Bullet Club? Well, you know, I think the Bullet Club, as as we know it, as a dominant uh, force in professional wrestling, has been long dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, maybe it's what? a much bigger deal now in New Japan. Maybe that there's still a big thing in New Japan, but they just... They don't feel nearly as big in the U.S. anymore. Um, so I just, and plus the booking between, uh, you know, um, 
Juice Robinson and, and Jay White and Ricky Starks has me shaking my head like, what the fuck, anyway? And I so, hate Juice Robinson's character. Yeah, because let me tell you something, folks. I know for a fact that he is a badass professional wrestler. And plus, a sidebar, he's winning at life because he's he's married to Tony Storm, that lucky bitch. Uh, right. you know, <laughs> by, by lucky bitch, I'm, I'm talking about Juice Robinson. Because, um, you know, holy crap. Um, it's just... Um, but in terms of the character... Uh, being portrayed on Dynamite, I don't get it. And honestly, the same can be said for for Swiftlake. Um, you know, I thought that he would be a much more serious competitor along the lines of what he was um, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it's just they they strike me as a comedy duo. And I got to be honest with you, folks. It legitimately bothers me that these two are a comedy duo. Jay White is not comedy. Now, Ben, have you ever seen Jay White matches? I mean, outside of uh, AEW Impact? Uh, yes. Like, you, have, you, you've seen this New Japan stuff, right? Yeah, I, I've seen a few online. And yes, right? I Right? He's good. He, he, he's had good matches there in New Japan. Yeah. Yes, and I am just seeing my, uh, my changed name. On the uh, <laughs> what, what, yes, indeed, I am the doctor of pugonomics. You're goddamn right, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie can attest to that. Um, sorry, I, I had to I had to throw a Charlie reference into the podcast. There you go, you know, he's 14 years old and still kicking ass, ladies and gentlemen. Can't there hate on the, can't hate on the kid. Um, so uh, any chance I have to throw Charlie in there and give him a shout out, I'm gonna do it every single time. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry, but, go on. But in terms of what we saw on Dynamite, I can't give it a lot of flowers, folks, because I'm just oh. you know, Dynamite in general is just missing something, and I I, yep. I I don't know particularly what it is. Now we got so Bullet Club goes to point twenty con stupid announcement, uh, which uh, I guarantee his next announcement will be there will be announcement the following week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh Strickland, Big Bill, and Trent Brothers, another one. Don Callis' promo still using that stupid uh injury on his head, that scar on his head. Yeah. And that, Chris that Evan, yeah, and Chris Stanley and Chris never rose. I agree. Now, Ben, um, no, you weren't. I don't think you were here, but um, we're gonna be adding uh AEW Collision to the WPOV schedule. Yeah, so we can. Yeah, but we can definitely add it to the schedule here too. I think. Like, I mean, we'll I, I, we'll give it a trial on June seventeenth, right? It's the first yeah. one. Yeah. God. And I, wow. you know, it's going to make for longer shows, but I do think it's pertinent. Yeah. Well, we'll see, like, how how, how it does. <laughs> so, but, um, that's all but, I've got for how much cover it, To not cover it, I think, would be a mistake, at least in the early going. Yeah, so for, uh, for um, AEW, that's all I've got. Yeah, me too. 
So now we are going to get into SmackDown. High points for SmackDown. I gave the theory in Austin Theory and Pretty Deadly versus the Brawling Brutes and LA Knight versus Montez Ford. Uh, low point I gave to the Grayson Waller effect. Because why the fuck hasn't he wrestled yet? I, although I did, I did like the pull-apart brawl between Asuka and Bianca. Yeah, I can see that. And I get it. I know I, maybe I'm, I'm maybe being picky here, but I did give it to Lacey Evans and Selena Vega, even though, like, but it's just Lacey Evans. I, I don't know... Like, like people, people were saying that she debuted a new gimmick. I didn't see a new gimmick. I saw the same old tired shit. Well, she she uh, mentioned the Cobra Clutch, so you can tell she's been uh, working with Surgeon Slaughter. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is so painful. And Surgeon Slaughter wasn't even a real drill sergeant. Well, of course not. I mean, you know. No, I'm, 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 I'm saying, like, it's ridiculous. Like how, like, cause I, I thought her like people saying like, he's uh, that he's a something about being a drill sergeant, but he really wasn't. He yeah, played I mean, one. it's a character, folks. I mean, right? Jesus, Jesus Christ, get a grip. <laughs> so that's all I've got for help points, low points for SmackDown. And I had I had the exact same ones. I would add um, LWO and Hit Row as a little point, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also had that one as well. I like. Uh, that's another group that's just missing something. I I think I read somewhere where Hit Row hasn't been the same since uh, Swerve Strickland. Well, well, that's that's very very true. Alright, so that is all we have for this week in wrestling. Yeah. So, Ben, uh, our tournament continues here. Very good. Now, I'm really trying here to get through this best slash worst pay-per-view of the Attitude Era tournament. I am. Yeah. And I have numbers for you, because I thought we... I Because we have a tie for pay-per-views and let me pull up those numbers real quick all right um let me switch over by the way if you're not following our tournaments you go over to elio underscore wrestling pov on tiktok yeah is that pretty much the wrestling pov page now because the 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 official one hasn't been active in a long time. Uh, I don't think uh, they... No, this is just my own uh, Wrestling POV page. Like, I don't think there is a, just my own that I, that I do for the podcast. Yeah, well, well, I, well, I follow the official one, and it hasn't I know been that, in a long time. Yeah. All right, so the first match is Unforgiven 99 versus WrestleMania X7. Both pay-per-views got 50% of the votes each. 
And we both mutually agreed that uh, WrestleMania 17 has to get the victory on this So one. WrestleMania 17 moves on in the tournament. And in the next match, we have Royal Rumble 99 versus In Your House Rock Bottom. Royal Rumble 99 got 61%. In Your House Rock Bottom got 39%. Okay. So, Ben, the... Yeah. Next matches will be WrestleMania X7 versus Royal Rumble 2000 and Royal Rumble 99 versus King of the Ring 99. Okay, cool. And you know what? I'm going to set those matches up during the commercial, and I'm also going to set up the matches for the most controversial tag team. Yes, and also don't forget after the break we'll be uh, we'll be reviewing SummerSlam '92. Yes, and, all, and also playing my favorite game, especially since I've been doing much better with that with uh, our version of wrestling roulette over the five second shuffle over on POV. My God, I suck that, <laughs> that game last night. Holy <laughs> shit! So we have we have plenty more coming up right after this break. We'll be right back. All right, we are back and we have two tournaments going. Which you know what, Ben? What's I that? Kinda, I kind of like doing it like this, right on the show, rather than having to make up the posters and putting it up on TikTok. No, we well we can we can do that from now on. Whatever whatever is easier for you, bro. I have no problem. I mean, I mean, I kind of like this. Like, yeah, we put the we put the names or whatever the pay per views in this case on the wheel, and we spin the wheel, and whatever comes up is uh what is uh is the matches. Yeah, and I like that. Another another positive is we avoid the poison that is fucking TikTok. Right. Fucking, and it also makes for interesting matchups. I think so. Like in the like the past tournaments that we've done. Alright, so the first one we have is the best and worst pay-per-view, which I'm so glad we're gonna get this over and done with. Yeah. So the final Two, it it will be WrestleMania seventeen versus Royal Rumble nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Well, we know who we know who should win that one. Well, let's see what the wheel says. All right, spinning the wheel and see what happened. Royal Rumble ninety nine wins. For the best or the worst. I guess that was considered the worst. Okay, well then, I, and I, WrestleMania seventeen considered one one of the best because it's the top five best, top five worst. I agree. Okay. So it's WrestleMania seventeen and Royal Rumble both uh, win for best and worst pay per view. So uh, we're not. By the way, folks, we're not saying that that Royal Rumble '99 was bad. This is all, this is all tournament-based stuff. Not, not necessarily. That was, a, that was actually a fun uh, pay-per-view because everyone was uh, going after Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I like how they took the Rumble out of the ring into the backstage area, like even in the bathrooms, like everyone's like looking for Austin. Trying to eliminate yeah. him. Yeah. 
All right, uh, so in our next uh, tournament is the 10 most controversial tag teams and we made an executive decision to eliminate Billy and Chuck from this tournament because how dare you defeat the Outsiders? Who told you, you who gave you permission to beat Kevin Nash and Scott Hall? Exactly. So the final, Matt, the finals come down to the Young Bucks versus FTR. FTR. Please. Well, let's see what the wheel says. Have some mercy on a on a podcaster, please. Well, let's see what the oh, the wheel uh, has uh, determined the winner of this tournament. Well, I'm assuming it didn't go our way, so let's say we make another executive decision and throw out the wheel. We veto the wheel, folks. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. How about we do a best two out of three falls? Exactly. All right. Uh, so the Young Bucks like will take the first fall. Here we Ooh. go. Uh, what? Okay. And now, now you know that these aren't all our opinions because the Young Bucks beating the you know, FTR twice. Two straight falls. Is bullshit. Not only, <laughs> not only in podcast land, folks. No, 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 not only in podcast land. According to the PNC Progression Wrestling podcast. No, according to Wrestling Logic, because whenever there's a two out of three falls match, you know, every single time, maybe with the exception of once, that it's going to all three falls. And especially in a match with FTR and the Young Bucks. Come on. You think Tony Khan's going to miss out on that third fall? Right. It gives him extra time to do coke. (laughs) 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 So are we doing a third fall? Why not? All right, let's see what happens. Or what the actual fuck? <laughs> okay, see, this is why I voted to veto the wheel. Who looks like the smart one now, folks? Right? You know what? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give it the victory to FDR. Sorry, young bucks, you lose. There we go. That's my boy. <laughs> Virtual fist bump. There you go. go. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> okay, I'll, let's, let's see what the next uh, tournament is going to be. I myself am curious. So, wrestling tournaments, uh, 10 most controversial tag teams. We already did that one. Yeah. So, <coughs> it won't be that one. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delete this one. All right. So on my list, I have three, okay? And you tell me which one you want to do. The the worst heel turns in the Attitude Era. We already did that one. No, we did it. I think. No, we did the best heel turns. 
No, because didn't we agree that Stone Cold Steve Austin had the worst one? Didn't we come to that conclusion at WrestleMania 17? Yeah, but this one was different because we had the best heel turn uh, in the attitude there and the worst heel turn. Okay. Now, but then there's the 10 best heel wrestlers. And then we have the toughest women. I'm going to say go with the toughest women. All right. So here is the list. Okay. We have Bianca Belair. You know okay. what? While, while, while I'm reading them off, I'm going to enter them into a list so we can create the matches right here. Cool. So I'm going to make the, the category. Okay. Toughest women. Okay. So we have Bianca Belair. Lacey Evans, well, goddamn, goddamn, we know Lacey Evans not going to advance very far in that tournament. If this is real, if this was real life, she would because she's a former Marine. I mean, but in terms of the wrestling ring, holy crap! Next, we have uh, Lita. That's my girl. Then we have Sensational Sherry, Luna Vachon, all right. Yeah, for sure. We have Soraya, or should we say Paige, since it's all WWE? Well, everybody knows who that is, so I don't think it matters. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. All right. Next is Alexa Bliss. Oh, my God. Then we have Beth Phoenix. (laughs) See, I'm allergic to bullshit. Then we have Alundra Blaze. Okay. Nikki Bella and Brie Bella. Oh, God. How dare they? What the hell? Well, we're going to do this tournament right here. We're going to set up the matches. Okay. All right. So now that I have all the names in there, let me just uh, make a duplicate so I can enter swing for the matches okay very good so here we go the first match will be let's take a look who the first match will be it will be lacey evans versus Okay, it's not Lacey Evans versus Lacey Evans, unless she has a clone. God, I hope not. At least in the <laughs> wrestling, at least in the wrestling sense. Okay, so it's gonna be Lacey Evans versus Brie Bella. What a riveting match that's gonna be! <laughs> right. How, 
How absolutely riveting. All right, so Lacey Evans versus Brie Bella, and now we can delete those two names from the list. All right. Next match up we have Bianca Belair versus Alundra Blaze. Well, that's going to be semi interesting. So we have Bianca Belair versus Alundra Blaze. All right. Okay. Delete these two, and who would the third bench be? Bianca is out and Alundra Blaze. All right. Next match will be Lita versus. Okay, Lita versus. Oh, what? Oh, God. I'm sorry. Lita versus Nikki Bella. Oh, Jesus. Well, that's the easiest victory Lita's ever seen in her life. You know what? This is good for you because the, both Bellas get eliminated in the first round. Well, blessings do exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not taking calls right now, but thank you. Yeah, we, we don't want to hear any complaints from the Bella army. Right? <laughs> no, no one cares. All right, next up we have... Our next match is Sensational Sherry versus Sensational Sherry versus Beth Phoenix. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Because most people just remember Sherry as a manager, but remember, she was a badass wrestler, too. Right? Now, and for the fans, uh, for the younger fans, go look up Sensation, go look up Sherry Martel AWA, you'll see what we're talking about, because she managed one of the, one of the biggest teams uh, during the 80s, that being Doug Summers and Buddy Rose, and their feud with the Midnight Rockers. The Wrestling Encyclopedia, folks, right here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Elio Canella. All right. Our next match will be... Our next match will be Alexa Bliss versus... Who will Alexa Bliss's opponent be? No, it will not be Alexa Bliss. She can't face herself unless there's a clone. Okay, you know what? Let's delete Alexa Bliss so we only have two options. That would make sense. All right, so it will be Alexa Bliss versus... Oh, Alexa Bliss versus Luna Vachon. So Sorry, Alexis, you're, or Alexa, you're getting your ass whipped. <laughs> oh, boy, this should be interesting. 
And so that means, um, so that leaves Paige. So either Paige, when, once, once I set up these brackets, uh, someone's going to get a buy. But right okay. now, that, that, that goes to Soraya. Oh, joy. So actually, let me see. Uh, I, we're not taking calls right now. I don't know why they don't listen. Ben, why don't people be, listen? Because those are the same people that, that that participate in the wrestling POV Facebook posts who don't read. It's 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 the same breed of individual. You know what? We're gonna add one more now, Ben. I'm gonna give that to you because we have an uneven number here. So I'm gonna give you. Uh, the a pick. Okay. How about um? How about jazz? All right. So there's no um. So there's no uh no buys. So we're gonna have Soraya versus Jazz. Okay. All right. So because now now I've set up the brackets. All right, so this one, of course, will carry over to other episodes of the podcast because we're not going to do everything all in one show. Yeah. So let's take a look at what movie we're going to, what movie tournament is up next. Oh, God, Elio and his movie tournaments have made the return. So of course, um, uh, CBGB won the most punk rock movie tournament. So next, what we're gonna have is a top ten best slasher remakes. And I'm gonna and here's a list. Are you ready for this? I don't know, but go ahead, give it a shot. We have Sorority Row from two thousand nine. Oh my God. The Hitcher. I've never heard of it. Maniac. Friday the 13th from 2009. House of Wax from 2005. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. Halloween 2007. Child's Play 2019. Nightmare on Elm Street 2010. And Psycho 1998. Oh, Lord. So this should be interesting. So we'll we'll put that one together in the commercial if we if we have to go into a commercial. But for now, Ben, I have a video. I am going to create a superstar. I'm going to turn Ben into a WWE superstar. Very good. So the way this works, uh, you know, well, you know the deal. It's uh, one, two, and then stop. Okay. All right, so we're gonna create Ben, and we're gonna let's see who your trainer will be. I think, and, you know what? Didn't so, we already, I think we already did this recently. Oh, there, there's yeah. two. There's two of them. Oh, okay. Very good. All right, here we go. And go. Stop. Oh, interesting. Your trainer will be Brian Pillman. 
Very good. My first favorite wrestler ever. All right. Very let me, uh, whoa, whoa. before we do that, let me uh, open my note, my notepad so I can uh, make and shut these down. No bullshit, folks. There was a point in time where my mother had to call Flying Brian to the dinner table. I wouldn't answer to anything else. I shit you not. What, what the hell? <laughs> that's that's awesome. <laughs> did, did she literally have to call you Flying Brian Tillman or just Brian Tillman? Or Flying Fly, Brian? Flying Brian. <laughs> Fly, Flying Brian Tillman, your dinner's ready. <laughs> You uh, see, see bed rolling over, rolling into the kitchen, then <laughs> up to the table. I'm here. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> okay, ready? We're gonna see whose entrance music you got, and okay. go. Stop. Oh, okay. You got Roman Reigns' entrance music. This is going very well so far. I like this. <laughs> All right. So far, so good. All right. Now we're going to see whose promo skills you're going to get. And this should be interesting. All right. And go. Stop. Okay, you've got Roman Reigns' promo skills. Not bad, considering that he's in the middle of one of the greatest storylines ever conceived. I'll take that. All right. <clears throat> so let's find out whose moveset you're going to have. And go. Stop. Oh, and you got Randy Orton's move set. Oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. All right. Uh, next, we're going to find out whose finisher you're going to have. So let's see whose finisher you've got. And go. Stop. Wait, and go. Stop. Eh, all right. Um, you got the big shows finisher. Which one? The show slam or the weapon of mass destruction? Either one. It just says finisher. You can use either one. Mm-hmm. Somewhat anticlimactic, but okay. But you know what? You that was that was my fault. I told you to go before. So let's do that one again for the finisher because it didn't, uh, it went, uh, you went ahead of uh, the video here. So go. Stop. Oh, Ultimate Warriors finisher. Oh, Lord. That's that, uh, that's like Gorilla Person, the Warrior Splash. Well, that is more iconic. So. All right, let's see who your tag team partner will be. Who will your tag team partner be? And go. Stop. Oh, oh. 
your tag team partner will be still called Steve Austin. Yes. This is going <laughs> extre- I like this, folks. This is going extremely well. <laughs> now I'm curious who your manager will be. This should be interesting. And go. Stop. Uh, oh, your manager will be Mark Henry. <laughs> That's like one slight miss because everything so far has been a hit. Okay, who will your first feud be with? Who will you feud against? All right, and go. Stop. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Ben. Your first feud will be with Terry Funk. <laughs> uh, I'm, gonna get, I'm getting my ass whipped. <laughs> yeah, but see, you're, you're going to be feuding with one Texan, but you have another Texan as your tag team partner. Exactly. Okay, and your first championship. Let's find out what your first championship will be. And go. Stop. Really? Your first championship will be the NXT Women's Championship? Oh, God. Well, that's not going to work because I'm not a woman. So do that again. We have to redo that because if, if, if that's your first championship, we, we have problems. Okay, and go. Stop. The NXT World Heavyweight Championship. Much better. Okay. All right. <coughs> so I just turned Ben into a WWE superstar. And here's what his profile looks like so he was trained by a flying brian pillman he has roman reigns entrance music and promo skills he has randy orton's move set you have the ultimate warriors finisher your tag team partner stone cold steve austin your manager is mark henry your first feud is with Terry Funk for the NXT World Heavyweight Championship. I like that. <laughs> oh yeah, that was pretty cool. All exactly. right. All right. In the next video, I have. No, uh, you know what? Um, I think we're gonna save that. We're gonna move into wrestling roulette. Very good. And then, oh. actually, no, we got to do SummerSlam 92. Right, and, yeah. And SummerSlam, then... SummerSlam 92. Let's do, let's, uh, do that. Uh, I think we have time. Okay, very good. I'm sure we do. So, uh, do you have them in front of you? Uh, yes, I do. Now, when did you watch this? Thir- I watched it Thursday night. Oh, uh, okay, very good. I watched... So... I watched this on August 31st, August 29th, 1990, August 31st, 1992. 
Because this was the first pay-per-view I ever ordered. Oh, uh, what a good one to start with. Right, I never ordered pay-per-view prior to this. Now, um, you got to see it all, right? Nothing, did anything cut out the, at the end? No. Okay, so during the live event, when I ordered this, it, uh, right at the end, right before the Bret Hart, the Bulldog match ended, the screen went to black and it cut off, and like I was trying to figure out what was going on, so we called the cable company to figure out what happened. So we got our, I got my refund back for that part. But uh, other than that, uh, that night, I remember that night, like how everyone went downstairs to watch TV while I watched uh, my show upstairs. So before we get into this, we had uh, three dark matches that. Fans did not get to see at that time. Yeah. Because there were there because there, there was no pre-show or there was yeah, there was no kickoff show at this time. I I I would I would still enjoy a time period where there was no kickoff show. Well not the ones that we have today, but like they had like the SummerSlam pre-show or whatever, but uh I don't remember if they had one for this one. But here are the matches that took place on... Here are the dark matches. We had Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the Bushwhackers defeating the Mounties and the Nasty Boys. That's Pop- a random fucking match. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Papa Shango defeated Tito Santana. He was known as the Matador at the time. Oh. And then Tatanka defeated the Berserker. Oh. Now, I knew this would happen, so what we are going to do before we get into the main card of SummerSlam 1992, we are going to go into commercial. Yes, because this is a very inconveniently timed, uh, you know, 10-minute countdown, and, and we don't want to shorten this to just... Uh, trying to squeeze it in, so we'll be right back, folks. And while we're, co- and while we're in commercial, I'll set up that movie tournament, and we can do that after SummerSlam, before we get into wrestling with that. Okay, very good. Alright, so SummerSlam 1992, let's get into this, uh, the main card. So this was on August 31st, 1992, from Wembley Stadium in London, England, and the first match had the Legion of Doom... Defeating Money Inc., Teddy Biasi and IRS, and I believe they um, they f- highlighted this in uh, the Dark Side of the Ring episode they did on the Road Warriors, where um, I believe it was Hawk, who at the time, uh, prior to the match, uh, um, went in there intoxicated. Yeah, he, he uh, went to rehab and disappeared. Uh, yeah. Well, no, he actually refused to go to rehab, but he yeah, disappeared because he, because he could tell, uh, like, from WWE. Um, you could tell when, he, uh, when they rode out to the ring on the motorcycle, which, by the way, I love that entrance that they had. Yeah. But uh, you can tell, like, Hawk wasn't uh, himself in that match when he when they rode out to the ring. Yeah, you could you could tell instantly. All right. Uh, what do you? What else do you have on this match? Um. Well, you know, I I would have expected more from it. Um. 
you know, I given the talent involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think unfortunately, uh, the backstory just kind of ruined uh, the it ruined it a little bit. Oh, hold on. I don't remember. Did he come out with that ridiculous puppet? Yeah, Rocco. Oh, Rocco. Yeah, uh, you and know, I, I didn't like that. I, I well, personally, I had never seen Rocco before, and I before we get too deep into the pay per view, believe it or not, folks, I had never seen this pay per view prior to Thursday. I had, oh, wow. I, I had heard a lot about it and seen clips from it, but I had never actually sat down and watched the pay per view, and and also. Uh, before we get too deep, we also have to thank our viewer, uh, Nick, for sending in this uh, suggestion to review this show. So uh, thanks for that, and I um, hope you enjoy it. Um, That's it? No, uh, for, oh, that man, for that match, yes. No, uh, that's what I meant. That's it for this match, for the first match. Yeah, it, you know, I couldn't really get into it. It just because it felt it felt like something was off, and I didn't know any of this while I was watching the match. But it just felt like something was off, and then I did research, uh, and then come to find out, uh, you know, of course, um, Hawk was intoxicated. So, um, okay. and then uh, next up we had. Um, I'm just going to go by the matches, not necessarily the promos. This one confused me as to why the fuck they would put this on a pay-per-view, even if it was just three minutes and 19 seconds. Um, Nails versus Virgil. Might I kindly ask you, uh, Elio, what the fuck was this about? Yeah, uh you know what? I don't even know the backstory. To me, it felt this felt like a random match that I didn't really care about. No, I, I just, because I, at, the, at the time, uh, Nails was feeding with the big boss man. Yeah. So I'm not sure how Virgil fits into the story. No, it was just very random to me. I couldn't figure that one out. But uh, I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. But um, you know, the next match I was really disappointed by when I when I saw these two were gonna um, go head to head, I got really excited. But Martel versus Shawn Michaels, it ended up just becoming a farce because of everything that was going on with uh, Sherry on the outside. And we talked a little bit about uh, Sherry earlier, and I have a lot of respect for. Um, her, you know, both as a manager and as a wrestler, but uh, and she she was actually a big part of the the reason why um, Harlem Heat was my favorite tag team growing up. Okay. Um, because she managed them, which which for which looking back at it, I can't really figure out why she managed them, but it was uh, it, it was still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know, yeah, the theatrics and um, and Vince Vince being preoccupied with her ass. Um, based on, do you know the story behind uh, Rick Martin and Shawn Michaels? 
No, I don't. So why don't you fill me in? With so that? apparently, okay, Sherry was in uh, Shawn Michaels' corner, right? Yeah. However, she, uh, she, uh, had she, a thing uh, for she had Martell. a thing for Martel. So she had one rule because she she thought both guys uh, looked good, and, and since she she felt like they both guys were handsome, she had one stipulation: they couldn't touch the face. The face was off limits. No hits to the face. That's funny. So that was her one stipulation in this match. Yeah, but it, you know, and then and then she was like faking that she was passed out and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, that, that was that, that was from the drama and the match that these guys had. And she was like faking that she passed out from all the excitement in the match. Yeah, and um, also. Um, you know the fact that they were that they were like preoccupied with fighting each other and not really focusing on her. Yeah. She got like she woke up from pretending to be passed out and she was all confused. And yes. then, then of course, you know, Shawn Michaels dropped her after after um you know Martel you know ran up behind him. Which you know, I'm glad she didn't get hurt when when uh, Michael's dropped her. But good yeah. lord. Um, uh, but yeah, over overall, this one was just uh, a little bit disappointing. Now that you say something, I understand more where they were going with this. Um, that's why it always really helps to have LAO along with me when we're uh, reviewing these older pay per views because you have to understand. I was four, um, so obviously I wasn't getting pay-per-views, but also, you know, it was it was harder to, to follow the real um, the the real nuances of storytelling, and obviously, you know, romance went right over my head <laughs> at, at four years old. I was, you know, I just I wouldn't have caught on to that. So um, anyway, right. next we had the natural disasters. Versus defeating the Beverly Brothers for the in a WWF Tag Team Championship match. This was just a waste. Nobody cared. Yes, Bowen Blake Beverly, Von Wagner's father. Blake Beverly? No, oh, Bo. God. Oh, Bo. Yeah, that was that's Von Wagner's father. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus. Well, clearly. Uh, clearly, Bo had a talent in that family. That's he, a, he, that, that's another shit that's going on. Von Wagner and Luca Crucifino, juicy, and like Robert Stone trying to get Von Wagner to open up about his childhood. Yeah, that just was just, stop. That was painful. Uh, you know what? You know what I think? I think that eventually we're gonna we're gonna get an appearance by by Bo Beverly. I I feel like dude, we're gonna get at least one appearance. But would anybody actually know who he is? I don't. But that's the thing. I don't think anyone, any any of the fans today would know who even know who this guy is. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. But but like that's uh that's uh that's uh that's what I feel like they're uh, working towards a one-off appearance. Yeah. 
Well, it, it, you know, I think that would go over pretty much the equivalent of Brian Christopher's return when uh, right. when when Michael Cole brought him back to taunt uh, right. to taunt Jerry Lawler. Nobody. And, then, and then that was bad. My Brian Christopher's acting was terrible. I'm sorry, Brian Christopher. It just was though. I know. I mean, I, I, I couldn't buy it, like, that he, like, his father and all that, like, the way he sold it. Yeah. So, it's just kind of weird. All right, so next up, we had Crush versus Defeating the Repo Man. Uh, two, another... two members of Demolition. Yes, and, and trust me, their Demolition gimmick was much, much, much fucking better Crush versus Repo Man. This is 90s WWF at its worst, folks. You know what? Are you fucking kidding me? You know what? I, I, have a, I actually have a question for you. Now, how familiar, now, like, how well do you know, like, like, about demolition? Like, do you just, like, have you seen the matches or, like, no, I, I've I've seen the matches. No, I I don't think I could answer trivia about no, those. No, so I was going to ask you: Do you think uh, Demolition was better with Axe and Smasher? Do you think it was better with Axe, Smasher, Crush? Which version was better? Two men or three? Two. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I can see that because uh, when they added Crush, I was confused because I I don't I've always been a fan of the two members, Axe and Smash. Like and yeah, then, I, I felt I like Crush was a weird addition. Yeah, I've always been a fan of the originals. I feel like when you do something the first time, you know, yeah. it's it's typically you know that's the that's the right way to do it. It's like the sequel to a movie is the best way I can put it. And like, and now go on. Sometimes the second act just really sucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Crush was terrible, but it, but you know it's just not the action smash world. No, and of course, uh, and of course, here's a bit of trivia: Smash, the Smash that we know, was not the original. Well, I actually knew that. So. Yeah. No, like when I when I first uh, like I didn't I didn't know because I didn't remember. I thought I always thought it was Axe and Smash. I didn't know that like there were two versions. But yeah, I liked when they came out with the masks and spikes and so. All right. So now we move on to the match that was really advertised and. Had and they building towards this was the Ultimate Warrior versus Randy Savage for the WF Championship, and the story here was whose corner was Mister Perfect gonna be in? So hear me out, right? Because I loved the match, absolutely loved it. I think that's my favorite Ultimate Warrior match that I've ever seen outside. Actually, of- this this match got the longest time. It got twenty eight minutes. Yeah, I, I I went back and I timed how long it was and I noticed it was 28 minutes. Um, but, um, but, you know, outside of... Um, I do think that this was the best wrestling match that Warrior ever had. Now, perhaps 
perhaps the only one that could rival it in terms of entertainment value, but certainly not wrestling, in, at least in my opinion. And this, I'll be interested to get your take. Would have been uh, WrestleMania six, um, but um, but yeah, I I wouldn't have anticipated this level of wrestling from Ultimate Warrior because you know like I you know Ultimate Warrior I'll admit was slightly before my time. I started I started watching WWF consistently in nineteen ninety six. Prior to that, my exposure to uh, pro wrestling was very largely WCW. Because so, so, so you know nothing. So you pretty much know nothing about like the early nineties WWF. Well, it's not that I know. It's not. No, that I, I don't mean nothing. like you. Like I, I mean you. You. You more. You were more into WCW than WWF at the time. Yeah, but ne- but now that I'm older and understand history, I can go back and understand what's going on during yeah. the early during the early nineties in WWF. Like what I like, like what I've been doing with watching these old Raws, like night going back to watch nineteen ninety four, ninety five. I just now I I realized there was a whole story arc in both years. Yeah, and um, I just um. You know, so it, it's interesting to come back and look at this stuff as a as an older guy now. Um, you know, if if knocking on thirty five, I'll actually be thirty five in like uh, four days. But cheap, um, cheap thugs. You know, ma- makes me makes me feel old. Um, but you know, yeah, I was definitely more of a. Um, more of a WCW guy back in the early days. Man. No, I like WCW too. I, okay, for, fun story before we go on. Yeah. Do you remember WCW Worldwide? Yeah. Right, they had that little, they were in that, in that uh, studio where they had that spinning uh, ring. Yeah, absolutely. Here we used to get we we never got that like when it aired we always got used to be on at twelve a.m. on Saturday nights, and I always wanted to watch it because I used to look forward to that. Okay, right. So I would, but I would, I would, so I would always forget to set the timer to record. So I, everyone would go to sleep, right? I go to sleep, and then of course I'm like, oh wait, I forgot to set the timer, so I would sneak upstairs. Try to be as quiet as I could, like set the timer, and yeah. then I, I then after I'm done, I would sneak back downstairs. So I'm walking downstairs, and everyone's asleep. It's all quiet in the house. All I hear is my brother saying, "Just go." Like, yeah. I'm like, what? I'm just go. What? <laughs> like you're supposed to sleep. What are you doing? Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but uh, yeah, like I, I needed to have my WCW worldwide uh, on Saturday nights. Yeah, that, that's funny. But so, so the match itself is very entertaining. Mm-hmm. But to be honest with you, I was very thrown off by by the storyline surrounding Ric Flair and Kurt Henning because. I think I understand what they were going for, but the execution wasn't. I don't think the execution 
came off the way they they wanted it because it's like what was the what was the end game there because the impression that I got was that was that either either Warrior or Savage was supposed to turn heel and I think it was supposed to be Savage based on the ending of the match but but by the end by the end of the entire thing nobody actually turned heel so so you know the commentators did a good job of like setting up the angle and really really setting up the drama aspect of it and i i absolutely love uh bobby heenan in in this uh role you know because he's going crazy as um hennig and flair going uh down the down the ramp but it just it wasn't executed because nobody turned. No, in the in the end, it was Mr. Perfect who turned face on on the final episode of Primetime Wrestling, before the transition to the WF Monday Night Raw. Right, and so, but but I didn't know that that was, you know, like right after this, or or you know. Did you ever see that that episode of Primetime? No, I never saw Primetime at all. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you the video off air. It shows uh, Bob, Mr. Perfect and Bobby Heenan are sitting there with Hillbilly Jim and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, this big man. And Bobby Heenan is going on and on about how everyone takes orders from Flair and Perfect's going to take orders from Flair and he's speaking for Perfect. And then it ends with him putting his hands on Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect grabbing him by his tie and bringing Heenan down to his knees and pouring a pitcher of water over his head. Oh man, that's fun. So all right, I'll send you the video. But uh, so, do you have anything else to add to this match? Um, no. I mean, but but I can perfectly understand why it's considered a classic. Absolutely, the 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 match was great. Um, it's just. The storyline surrounding it was very confusing. And now next we have The Undertaker versus Kamala. The Undertaker defeating Kamala. Of course, Undertaker had Paul Bear, Kamala had Harvey Whippleman, and Kim Chi, who, of course, was Steve Lombardi at the time. Yeah. And I liked Undertaker's entrance. He came out, like, riding on the back of a hearse. Yeah, but the entrance was more entertaining than the actual match. What right, the fuck right. was that match? <laughs> right, the, this match was... And uh, Kamala's facial expressions uh, as soon as he saw the casket. Well, you know, but back in that day, you could get away with cheesy overacting, but now yeah. it's like, oh my God. You know you know what it kind of reminded me of when, I, when I saw that? It kind of reminded me of Asuka's overacting when she got sprayed in the face with the mist by Asuka. You know, the other uh, thing. It kind of reminded me of, like, you know, Bianca's overacting when she got sprayed okay. in the face with by Asuka. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, better. that's better because did you catch what you said the first time? What What did I say? You said when Asuka got sprayed in the face with the mist by Asuka. That's why I said, say it again. <laughs> oh, well... Uh. At least I clarified, but no. no I didn't. It's, it's, yeah. All right, so there's not really not much to add. This one was three twenty-seven. 
Now, the main event was the second longest at 25-40. British Bulldog defeating Bret the Hit. Man, hard to become the new Intercontinental Champion. Now, I'm going to go back and watch this again just for my own pure enjoyment because, you know, I was watching it for, you know, a very analytical podcast approach. But but as a fan, I want to go back and watch that again. That was... That was... That was masterful. Now, I don't know. I don't know if you used to, if you were watching the Saturday Night Main Events that were still around at this time. Uh, I don't think I did. Because then they they also had a match on one Saturday Night Main Event: British Bulldog and Shawn Michaels. Oh, that that had to be awesome. Yeah, that one I don't remember. I have to go look for that one and see if I can find it. Yeah, but this this was very clearly a two match show, and but yep. the the two matches were strong enough to make the show a B plus for me overall. What and, would you? Yeah, it was a B plus show for me. Like this was uh basically these two matches are what this baby was uh was uh built around, especially the promos for the Bret Hart Bulldog match. With the bulldog saying, "When we get in the ring, I never, I don't know you, I never met you." Yeah. yeah. Well, and and that that was good promo work because that that's the point. Yeah. Because when, when you're trying to sell a fight, you know, it's that's what you got to do. Now I'm not sorry. I'm still at the aftermath of everything here. So okay, yeah. So apparently, uh. Uh, seven after after this uh pay-per-view after his match with Warrior, remember the uh, leg injury that Savage uh, suffered in the match. Uh, in the SummerSlam match. Yeah. No, I, no, I didn't catch that. So the I have to go back and take a look. It's really insane. Randy Savage continued to sell his supposedly injured leg. And, and I lost the title to Ric Flair at a TV taping on September 1st, 92 in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So, so from August 31st, that's the match he had with Warrior, then days later he lost the belt to Ric Flair. I did know that part, yeah. Yeah. So he was working on, he was, uh, he the storyline going in there was he was selling the his supposed leg injury. Okay, well that worked. But yeah, uh, yeah. So for me, this was a B plus show. I agree. All right, so that brings us to our. Unless there's anything else. No, no. This should bring us to our final segment. I All feel right. like. I feel like, you know, this has been a great show. Don't get me wrong. This is actually one of my favorites that we've done in a while. Um, but um, I feel like between last night and tonight, we're, we're running a marathon here. Right? I'm just going to meet myself for a minute so I can pull up the Wrestling that playlist here. Okay, very good. Okay, here we go. I have uh, I have uh, the first track for me. So hold on. I'm going to set it up. The volume. I'm going to turn the volume up. Okay, very good. All right, so of course we have Wrestling Roulette, so Ben's favorite segment. I played 21 tracks, 10 seconds. Ben has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. However, we've added some obstacles in the way. Anytime a 
Russell's theme is repeated. It is minus one point off of Ben's score. Absolutely. And so, it just, it just makes the game more interesting. So hopefully we don't get snake bit like we did when we were playing uh, um, five second shuffle. On uh, I see what you did, uh, see what you did there. I see what you did there. Snake bit. Jake Roberts theme. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready for your first one? See, I can be clever from time to time. Are you ready for your first one? Yes, sir. That's a wrestling thing? Fuck, I don't know. I know the song, but I don't know the wrestler. Well, here it says Jimmy Hart. Okay. I wouldn't have gotten that, but okay. Alright, here's track two. Diesel. No, it is not. Oh, fuck off. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> the Red Rooster, also known as Terry Taylor. One of the worst gimmicks. Is this? This was stupid. I know. God. Now Ben, uh, do you remember this uh, gimmick? Like, because uh, like, like you said earlier, you were watching more WCW. I I have seen uh, you know videos and old peer reviews of it, so I am aware of it. Yeah, that's uh, that's how I always get that song. Sort of what a bad gimmick. Wait, here we go. DX, courtesy of the Chris Vaughn band. Actually, uh, no, no, it's not. Actually, it's not the Chris Vaughn band. Uh, it has Age Against the Machines. It is the group that does Jack Swagger's theme. Age Against the Machine or Rage Against no, the Machine? Age Against the Machine. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> 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 Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting canceled just for the name of that band, you fuck. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, go ahead. next one. Mm-mm. Uh, you know, we've been talking about you today. May you rest in peace, Sherry Martel, but that wasn't one of your brighter moments in professional wrestling. Oh, that was a classic. Come on, that was the original. Heartbreak Kid. No, it was not a classic. It hurts my ears. It was the original, okay? <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Val Venus. 
F function worry. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, this is track number seven, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Savage. Mandy Savage, yes. All right, you're on the board with six. Here we go. Turn it up. Turn it up. Scotty's too hottie. No, it's not. Too cool. Yeah, I'm just wondering it's too cool. All right, here could, we go. Could fit for both. I don't know. This is the first time we've had this theme. I love this theme. One of my favorite WCW ones. Who is it? Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, damn, that one hurts. I'm sorry, Ricky. Oh, I don't know if you remember. He was just in WCW. I love this theme. Uh, no, I don't remember that like, one. If, if you, I'm going to play a little more to see if, you, if you, you recognize it now. Honestly, I wouldn't have recognized that. Such a great theme. Ah, okay. Next. Pass. What? Pass, I don't know. That is the rap version of the New Age Outlaws theme. Oh my God! It's called you That's... ain't. It's called you ain't hard. No <laughs> comment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fucking shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's by a group called Badass. Oh dear Lord! Okay, well, I, I gotta play no more of this one. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> Next. <laughs> that was Ted, right? I believe so, yeah. Okay, here we go. Past, I don't know. That was Sean Devari. Oh, damn. The Rock. The Rock. All right, you are on the board with eight. Here we go, track number 13. 
No. Who was it? That is Sting. Oh shit! Sorry. And I think we should. Sorry. I think we should go to the commercial and wrap this up after because we're under three minutes now. I think. All right. All right. Here we go. Rick Steiner? No. Who was that, it? That's a British Bulldog. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. All right. So we will come back in after this commercial to uh, wrap this up. Okay. Very good. All right. Track number 16. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes, that is Bionic Rattlesnake. All right, track number 17. Here we go. Are you ready? Oh. Minus one. We got hit with the first obstacle. Okay, minus one. So back down to um, 14. All right, here we go. That is Bill DeMott. Oh, who gives a shit? <laughs> All right, we're track number 18. Yep. Taker. Undertaker, yes. All right, you know, track number 19. Yep. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. What? This was bad. Why do you do this to Fudaki? Fudaki. Yeah, Funaki, right, yeah. And I that not because I said it because there's no other way to, to describe the... All right, so you are up to 16. Okay. All right, you have two more tracks. Are you ready? Yep. Track number 20, here we go. 
Rest in peace, Ashley Musaro. Yes. And here we go with the last one, track 21. Look how fucking ending it with this <laughs> one. <laughs> Mark Henry, what were we going Mark to do? Mark Henry, what the? We're not we're, ending it with that one. We're moving to a bonus track that actually counts because we can't end this show with no, that. No, we Keep at it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. That's the show for tonight. We're going to talk to you all next week. Virtual, <laughs> <Sexual>, baby. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay. I just have to tell you, that was low-key. One, one of the funniest moments of this podcast. Track 22, here we go. A much more proper ending to the podcast, Kane. Kane, yes. And Ben, no obstacles this week, only one. Yeah, so don't tell Julian, he might get jealous. He had he had four Chris Benoit themes, holy crap. <laughs> uh, that's what happens when you sleep on the podcast. Yeah, folks, just this, this, you know, and I'm not just saying this, it is like we have never fallen asleep. We've never gotten that bored or that, you know, doing this show for you, folks. If you're trying to do something professionally, whatever it is, don't fucking fall asleep. Yeah, please. For real. All right, so let's see. The final score is. 19. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. 14. Yeah, 14 is your final score. Okay. That's not bad. 14 out of 22, I'll take it. All right. So, Ben, why say bring the show to a close? Very good. All right. So, that is it for another episode of the PC Reaction Wrestling Podcast. We'll be back next week. My co-host, Ben, I'm Elio. Ben, sing night to the fans. See you guys later. Thanks for hanging out for this marathon edition of the show. We'll see you next week.